the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. A black in your money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Money investing more. Trying to get you to retirement with dignity. Trying to get you to stop making financial mistakes. Like overly trusting wrong sources of information. And now you're saying that's pretty noble. It's not as noble as you think. It's all about the chicks, the women, the music. It's all about rock and roll. There's some truth to that. Get your calls in the air. Pick up the phone today, 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. I get tons of emails. I get calls on occasion. People seem to want to hear me say stuff, which... I guess I appreciate, but at the same time, know that in your heart, we're all different people. So to hear me rattle and roll, it's out of context to where you are. You need to become the best investor you can become, if that makes any sense at all. Not the not just like Rob Blacks. We're different. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. We talk about the highlights that are driving the market today. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway doing its annual meeting. I talked a little bit about this on yesterday's show, about how intriguing his company is but especially his annual shareholder meeting. When you own a company, when you own stock in a company, you become an owner of a company. I've got my little business that I don't really want to sell you 10% of. I'm reaping the rewards as a small business. But when you own part of a company, you become an owner of that company, and it's probably not as small as my business. At some point in time, if my business were, were to be worth a billion dollars, I'd be like, I want to sell it. I want everyone to own it. So Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is always important to watch because he's kind of all about capitalism. He gets the American business model. So Squawk Box you know, pulls him in for a long period of time on occasion. 
He seems to have a thing for Becky Click, who's married with kid. But he seems to have a good rapport with her. It's a great company to watch because it reminds you why you invest. Over the long term, you get it wealthy. He's the world's greatest investor. Over the long term, he got wealthy. He started off as an insurance guy. We all start off somewhere, so where you are, I don't know. But no, you can become wealthy if you invest in companies. He did it slowly. He's an old man now. Sometimes he's the world's wealthiest man. Sometimes he's the second. Sometimes he's the third. He's given away all of his money now. A very, very small portion is going to his children. Where if I was his children, I might, be, I might go, Dad, what did I do wrong? Probably nothing. He just wants them to earn their own way. And like, you need to earn your own way. He started somewhere. He wants them to start somewhere. And again, they're not going to starve, trust me. Then again, they may not live a life of Palooza. So he teaches us that his companies aren't gimmicky. He didn't invest in Webvan, a company that's going to bring food to your house. He didn't invest in Pets.com, a company that's going to bring dog food to your house. He didn't invest in the Internet Smelling Company, a company that's going to bring smell to your computer. He invested in razor blades. It's a lot. He cared more about GE than he did about GWIZ. When the financial crisis hit, he gave money to banks. On the stipulation that he wasn't becoming an owner of the company, he was getting a massive fixed income from these banks that he didn't think would go out of business. So he looked at the banks not as investments, but as fixed income. Now he owns Wells Fargo. As an owner, Wells Fargo does one out of the three mortgages in America. I wish I could own that business. You can. Go out and buy 10 shares, 100 shares, 1,000 shares. Warren Buffett, this may sound like I'm giving him like his death homage that he's going to die today. Oh, good God. I just ruined the best of just in case he dies. Right? This is my death homage to Warren Buffet. This is not a death homage to Warren Buffet. So my producer will just have to edit one of those two phrases out. There's a company that reported earnings, Kraft Foods. Revenues are above analyst forecast. They benefit from cost cutting as well as a little bit of sales growth. I'll take it. Kraft macaroni and cheese was around when I was a boy. Kraft macaroni and cheese will be around when your little boys have little boys. Kids will love it. It's part of their staple. As much as pizza is to a college kid, Kraft macaroni and cheese is to children. You can go out and buy a Colgate Palmolive. Some years are going to be a lot better than others. Some decades are going to be better than others, but... I would imagine Colgate Palmolive is still going to be making toothpaste and other products that we consume in our home, just like Kraft Foods. Now, there's a company called Tempur-Pedic. They make mattresses. That is a play on homes being built in the United States.
That is a play on homes being redecorated in the United States. That is a play on the Americans saying, I had a crappy night of sleep. I'm not against Tempur-Pedic, but when I start comparing them to Warren Buffett, when I start comparing them to Colgate or Nike or McDonald's, at some point in time I get to the point where I'm like, I don't really need another company, do I? I don't know. I think you get where I'm going at with this. Anything you want to talk about today, we can talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I have a brand new event coming up right around the corner in Pleasanton. You can sign up for it at robblack.com. It's how to make your money last till the day you die. It's not a wealth preservation. It's not a retirement planning. It's how to make your money last and your portfolio last till the day you die. What it should look like. How it should change. How it should evolve. Some people would say the ultimate joke is bouncing a check to the funeral home. I don't think it is. I think what I want is some sort of level of comfort in retirement that's not embarrassing. Oh, God. First, it was one of the two crisscross brothers dying. Now Jeff Hanneman, founding guitarist of Slayer. How am I going to live? How can I go on when other people don't? Okay, I just need a pastry. little donut here, a little donut there. You know how long it's been since I've had a donut? Why don't you go eat another donut, you fat... Donuts. It's the NHL playoffs. One person gets that line. Find me at robblack.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. In the first segment, I talked a little about Warren Buffett and how he's getting older. He owns a company, a publicly traded company. I tell you to go out and invest like him, or you can go and invest with him. But he's older. He's 82 years old. He recently did an interview where he basically said, oh, yeah, don't worry about my successor. He's invested billions of dollars. And he says, don't worry about my successor. But what if his successor likes Pepsi, not Coca-Cola? And he likes Coca-Cola. He owns it. What if his successor likes Bank of America, not Wells Fargo? Or IBM and not, well, he owns IBM. That's a bad example, but you get the idea. He says that his board of directors knows who would pick a CEO if he died tonight. But he said top candidates can change over time. Still willing and able to do it. I love picking stocks for a living. Totally love it. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. 
800-516-1220. Yesterday I talked about some technologies. that are disrupting things like 3D, 3D printing. Oh, I don't know. What do you want to talk about? Do you want to talk about the employment numbers today? Is that your thing? Are you a doom and gloomer? Are you a buy and hoper? I find people that use lines like that to be just stupid. I invest in capitalism. Just got an email from someone that said, please talk about market cycles and how to spot which one we're in. Are we in a bull market? Are we in a bear market? I don't really believe in phrases like that. I believe in capitalism. Yeah, when the economy gets rough, you probably want to be in some more defensive type names, utilities. When the economy is glorious, you probably want to be in some more growthy type names. Financials, tech. When the economy is rough, you probably want to be in more biotech and pharmaceuticals because we like our pills in a good economy. We like our pills in a bad economy. I eat antidepressants as if they're candy. I love antidepressants. I once was on an, on an antidepressant. And I'm not making this up, and this is actually kind of funny. I was in a bad relationship in my 20s. And I was trying to figure out, like, why do I not love her, and why do I want to like, go out and be with other women, and why do I not want to come home? So I went to a therapist about it, and she's like, she's like you did so- she did something wrong that you're mad at her about. I'm like, yeah, she got old. I like my women between the ages of 19 and 19 and a half. And she hit 20. So she's like, here, take these antidepressants. I took these antidepressants. Maybe two months total. And it was dumb. It's just the industry prescribing stuff that they shouldn't prescribe. Which, for the record, if you're going to go on an antidepressant and you want life insurance or health insurance, get the drugs illegally. Or get the drugs from a friend, or visit a friend who's depressed and raid their chemical cabinet. Because when you admit that kind of stuff to doctors, they jack up your insurance rates. Health insurance, life insurance, because depressed people kill themselves. Anyway, so she gives me some antidepressants. I want to say Zoloft, but I could be totally making that up. I, I don't remember. It was a long time ago. And I was watching the Super Bowl, and there's like a commercial with like a kid and you want to protect your kids, and I don't have kids. Like It wasn't really an issue for me. But I start crying during a Super Bowl commercial. Like, that kid's going to grow up now because his daddy got tires for his car. <laughs> I was like, I need to stop these drugs immediately because I really don't care about kids that I don't know being saved because some car commercial, tire commercial comes on during the Super Bowl. And I can say, you are a total mess. You cried during a Super Bowl because you're on antidepressants. I kind of did. I'm totally good with that. So there's a movie coming out called A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Guess what it's about? 
that weirdo Fred Rogers, right? He was kind of weird. The whole sweater and those puppets that he would talk to. and All kids kind of like him because he talks, Hi, kids. I'm Fred. It's a good day. I like the way you say that. But the weirdo, creepy neighbor on a Fox comedy show does the same thing, and he's a pedophile. Like, I don't like that. Like, that's, or he's an implied pedophile. So, Mr. Rogers movie coming out. Do we need this? Like, seriously, have we hit the point of saturation in our world when we need that? So, Jeff had him in dead. Liver failure, age 49. There you go. When you're 49 and you're 79, you've had way too much to drink. But you know what? You had way too much to drink when you were 29, not 39. Alcohol will catch up to you. Chris Jenner is getting a talk show. Please, America, cancel it before it comes out. Please don't watch it. Do we need the mom of a Kardashian having a talk show? We really, 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 really don't. Thanks to the Hunger Games and Fifty Shades of Grey, British publishers brought in their highest ever annual sales in 2012. Digital formats doing incredibly well, outweighing a slight decline in printed books. I find that because if you've ever read the Hunger Games, it's it's really poorly written. If you've ever read Fifty Shades of Grey, it's really poorly written. We've essentially come to comic book writing as forms of literature. I don't know. To get your calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. I always have seminars coming up. In fact, i got one coming up right around the corner. It's going to be in Pleasanton. You can find out more. And again, if we make this best of material, it's fair because I always have a seminar coming up. You can always find out more at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Robblack.com. Coming up, I'm going to give the most shocking, most revealing thought ever. You ready for it? Seriously, go put on a diaper because you don't want to miss this. You don't want to run to the bathroom and miss it. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. A road, no problem. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. So, I don't think I correctly finished that email. Talk about what sector, what market cycle we're in. I don't believe in market cycles. Maybe I, maybe I explained that enough, but I believe in capitalism. 
Do I believe diabetics who might lose a foot will continue to consume sugar and buy Hershey candy bars? I do. Do I believe someone who's going to have a massive heart attack at the age of 47 will continue to slurp down McDonald's chicken McNuggets? I do. Do I think Nike runs ads about fat kids running? About guys with no legs running? About women being equal to men? About white guys who can't jump? If you buy Nike shoes, you can jump just like Michael Jordan? Do I believe all that crap that they sell? I do. I think this company's going to be around for a long period of time. I do. The small cap companies, it's a little bit more difficult. Small cap companies are locally owned sometimes, and they become regional. Sometimes they're regional and they become national. I believe more so in the owner of that business who's Richard. What's Richard's nickname? There you go. The owner of that business who's Richard, and how he, he basically puts it to his people. And, you know, there's a restaurant in my hometown called Sneakers, and the owner's just this miserable human being. He's got the nicest people working for him because people in a tough economy truly will do whatever it takes to make ends meet. But, for instance, when the Giants went to the World Series a couple years ago, he canceled happy hour because he knew people would come in and watch sporting events because people like to be near each other. Now, on one hand, socially, I think the guy's a jerk. But on the other hand, I think that's pretty impressive. Like, that's capitalism. Why not take advantage of people? Why not say we're in charge more? Just like the <clears throat> the city of San Francisco and the Giants do already. Um, and what, what am I saying about that? Have you seen parking? Now they have, like, parking is 25 bucks, 30 bucks, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70. Game day parking, $100. Again, maybe I sound like a miserable old man when I say that, but I just think that's a fact of life. So smaller companies, I believe in capitalism. So I don't really pick small companies. I'd rather pick capitalism. Bigger company they'll pick. Do I think Nike beats Reebok? Yeah. Do I think Nike beats Adidas? I don't. They may even own Adidas for all I know. That's how powerful they are. So I get a question from anonymous person. Unless his name is Health. I doubt. I get an uh, email from an anonymous person saying, "You know, where are we in the market cycle?" I think you're an idiot. I think you're you're falling for Wall Street's crap. And I think it is crap, for the record. When the markets go up 7 out of 10 years, I need to teach you, like, I'm smarter than you. And the way I teach you that is by saying, uh, markets are going through a cycle right now. Now, could could I honestly analyze profit margins and how at the end of an employment run, margins might be up or down. I'm going to tell you, 
The one thing I don't like right now is unemployment. The one thing I do like right now, low cost of money. The Federal Reserve, they'll say things like, yeah, we're uh, watching the stock market and we're keeping an eye on wealth in America and inflation. We don't see inflationary presence at this time, but we'll be as vigilant as ever to stop inflation in the future. That's all a bunch of crap. What they're basically saying is we don't like unemployment levels. Where are people at employment levels? If employment levels were to go to 6%, 5%, the Fed's going to raise interest rates. We're not there. So what they're doing is they're trying to stimulate the economy because their Congress is dysfunctional. I know you're saying, um, I think I'm dysfunctional too. I need a little blue pill. No, 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 I didn't say that. I said our Congress is dysfunctional. And maybe they do need little blue pills. I don't know. But they don't seem to come up with some concepts at this point in time that would stimulate the economy. Stimulating our economy is, I've already told you, there's some no-brainers like Apple and IBM and McDonald's and Nike. Change their tax codes overseas. Let them repatriate money here because they're either going to give it to shareholders, you and me. They're either going to hire people like your neighbor and your neighbor's friend. They're going to build buildings and that guy with a butt crack, the electrician who comes to your house, that you're like, is he wearing underwear? Because I see a healthy, generous portion of buttocks. I know you're saying, but a big company should pay taxes. But you know what? Evading taxes is, is as America as apple pie. And it's always going to happen. You know, Apple recently issued bonds, right? Do you know why they did that? So they didn't have to pay taxes. And it's a smart thing to do. You and I would do it too, right? Apple avoided $9.2 billion in taxes by financing part of its $55 billion stock buyback. So instead of taking some of their stock buyback cash available to them, don't, don't they have $140 billion? Yeah. But a lot of it's overseas, and if you bring it back to the United States to pay off your dividend... Or if you bring it back to the United States to buy back stock, you have to pay a corporate tax on it. Again, do I do I go, damn you, Apple, for keeping your money overseas? No. I see that they issued bonds. I think it's the right thing to do. If I could issue bonds to pay my IRS bill every year, I would. But I can't. They can, so they do. Each calls in the air, it's 800 516 Apple's one of the top corporate income taxpayers in the country, if not the largest. I dig a company that could, you know, do that. As an owner in a company, I'm like, okay, I get it. I hope you always look at business and you, you try to, like, put the pieces together because it's not that tough of a game to play. You know, again, I keep coming back to that email. What a dork. Seriously. Please talk about market cycles and how to spot which one we're in. How about we talk about democracies? Capitalism versus socialism. Socialism versus Marxism. Marxism versus, you know, like, what's the difference between a commonwealth and a republic? I'd like to know. 
But honestly, I'm not going to call a history show and say, oh, what's the difference between a commonwealth and a republic? Talk about market cycles. Maybe you're even wondering if you can make money in this market. I'm not going to sell you crap. I'm not going to do it. Uh, we're in the fourth leg of a bull market, and uh, look for the bear market indicator. What's the bear market indicator? Oh, it's something that I know that you don't know. Visa. Let's talk about Visa for just, as I like to say, let's do a Spanish lesson here, ready? Let's talk about Visa for uno momento. That's one moment in Mexican. I know you're saying there's no such thing as a Mexican language. Yeah, there actually is. When in Mexico, you bastardize American, and our bastardization of the Queen's tongue, English, you bastardize that concept with the bastardization of Spanish and Mexican, because you're in Mexico. I've been on the air here at KDOW for pushing three years. I've been doing radio, financial radio, for 18 years. And you know what I always tell you to buy? I tell you to go out and buy Visa. When it was $92 and it dips to 80 people are like, oh, I, I, uh, uh, should I buy, should, should I hold it? I'm like, Visa was around when you are a little boy. Visa will be around when your little boys have little boys. Visa hit a 52-week high. Is it always going to be at a 52-week high? No. But I think they're always going to be in business. Worry more about the business than about the price of the business. When you're younger, that's obviously true. When you're older, there's some flaws in that. Teach calls in the air, it's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220. If you've ever bought something from an infomercial, late night television, please change the channel. I'm trying to Darwinianly weed you out of my life because I hate you. I hate stupid people. So if you've ever bought anything from an infomercial, if you've ever thought about real estate as an investment based on late night TV with two midgets, and they're midgets, they're not dwarves, not little people, they're midgets, please change the channel. You're listening to me, Roberto Negro. Roberto Negro, Idoleros, from the Wall Street Business Network. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Don't you hate it when a radio host does this? <coughs> hey, be a professional. Do it during the commercial break. During the commercial break, I was drinking gallons of butter. So Kentucky Derby. Every year I have a Kentucky Derby party, and if you're lucky to be invited, you remember it. It's one of the momentous occasions of the year. Last year my Kentucky Derby party was so popular, I didn't even attend. You have to be kind of cool and not even attend your own parties in this day and age. Um, Kentucky Derby, awesome event. I know running around on horses is kind of gladiator-esque, not cool. But at the same time, it's a really enjoyable two minutes. 
And if you ever have a bucket list, I've got a, a list. It's the Phuket bucket list where I want to do all my crazy stuff in Phuket. Maybe not. But the Kentucky Derby, the names of the horses are why some people bet. Have you ever bet on horses? Like, seriously, it's a weird thing to admit or not to admit. Are you doing the trifecta? You're betting on three horses, one, two, and three. You don't care how they finish. So let's say you bet on horse two, four, six, and six, four, two comes in. You're a winner. Some people and the, some people see it as a lottery. I think it kind of is a lottery. But then you you start like psyching yourself on. You're like Russell Bays is in it. Russell, I'm betting on Russell Bays, whatever horse he's on. Okay, this year. Tell me, and I'll let Russ play along at home. Russ being producer number seven. Alabama Shakes, Kentucky Derby Horse, or an indie band? They, of course, are an indie band. Fire Hose, a Kentucky Derby Horse, or an indie band? Fire Horse is an indie band. Golden Sense, Kentucky Derby Horse, or an indie band? They are a Kentucky Derby horse. Wax. Wax Hatchesey. Wax Hatchesey. Kentucky Derby horse or an indie band? Indie band. Lines of Battle. Kentucky Derby horse. Of Montreal? Of course, that's an indie band. Normandy Invasion. Which, for the record, as far as invasions go, Normandy has to be my favorite. Before we even talk about are they a band, are they a horse? But Debbie Debbie 2 and Normandy go together kind of like Nazis and singing competitions. Can you believe we live in a day that still has neo-Nazis? And that's not a show on Fox. Like, how is Fox missing that? Fox will put anything on television. Which, for the record, if they want to put me on, I love Fox. America's most dangerous financial guy. Okay, so Normandy Invasion is a Kentucky Derby horse. Maybe that's your bet. Didn't America win the war because we invaded Normandy? Kind of. Whoa! Whoa! Horse or indie band? Indie band. Do you see how pretentious and pompous indie bands are? It's my lucky day! Of course, that's a Kentucky Derby horse. I don't know how horse racing works. Like, if you bet on... It's my lucky day! Coming down the stretch! Does that owner get a little bit of that action or not? Because his horse is in the race? I don't know. I really don't know. Phosphorescent, indie band. Overanalyze. There's probably another way of pronouncing that, overanalyze, but I'm not going to go there. Because this is a family-rated show. You know some people 
It's just always awesome when I do seminars, which, for the record, I'm doing a seminar right around the corner. You can learn more about it at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. So someone comes to, up to me on a seminar and says, yeah, I listen to your show. I'm dropping my kid off at school. I'm like, you don't let your kid listen to this, do you? Like, you're the worst parent ever. And they're like, sure. I let my kids listen. I'm like, you are the worst parent ever. Okay, there's a, is a horse called real estate? Or is real estate a band? Or is real estate just a, a, a concept to people? Real estate is an indie band. Like, I will go out of my way not to see a band called real estate. Oxbow, Kentucky Derby Horse. Now, for my money, I know you're saying, how are you gambling this week on the Kentucky Derby? I'm putting my whole house on Fear the Kitten. I know you're saying you're putting your whole house on it. Yeah, Monday I may not come to work. Honey, I kind of lost the Kentucky Derby. Oh, it's okay, honey. Don't worry. Rob Black told me to bet everything on Fear the Kitten. I like the name. I think cats are overrated. I really don't like dolphins. I was happy with the Gulf Coast oil well spill when they said dolphins were swimming through oil and dying and coming washed up on the beach. I'm like, I'm investing in British Petroleum. That $36 stock becomes a $28 stock. And now it's back up to 40 Anytime dolphins die, it's a good time to invest. Anytime East Coasters flee the West Coast to move back home, it's a good time to invest. I love earthquakes. I love oil spills. I love... Big rainstorms that knock over homes, this creates opportunity. Am I being serious? I'm going to let you determine that. Keep in mind, to be in my life, you at least need to have 31 teeth. I've lowered my requirements, my standards. You can find out more about me at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. I've got a seminar coming up in your neighborhood soon, and I want to meet you. I really, really like people. Sign up at robblack.com. Have to casualty company and affiliates. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. Welcome in. Rob Black, everybody. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. You need your retirement. We could talk about how to save $1 million. Why do I say $1 million? Because it's elusive. It's a concept that is in people's head from the moment they're born. 
Maybe not the moment they're born, but Richie Rich. Comic book dedicated to the extravagances of a wealthy young boy. So is a million dollars reachable, and what is a million dollars? The only way you're ever going to save a million dollars, you have to have discipline, you have to plan. Time is a key factor because your income only gets you so far. You need to stretch as much out of your income into savings as possible. If you're 35 years old, of which I find almost twice too old for the dating population of women, I think you're saying, you like 17 and a half year old girls? Who doesn't? Pre-college. So if you're 35 years old and starting from scratch, you need to save $735 a month to have a million dollars by age 65 if you get an 8% return. Why do I say 8%? Because in the past we'd say 10% because that's historically what the S&P 500's return to investors. But I think it's fair to say that capitalism is getting watered down a bit. When every American has to pay for their own health care and or have their company do it for them, it's more of a socialist type of environment. And again, I'm not knocking socialist. I once dated a girl from Croatia. She was a Croat. That whole time where Croats hated Slovaks. I didn't really date her as much as I knew her. She was a spy for the Croatian embassy. I'm like... If you're a spy, you can't tell me you're a spy without killing me. But she showed me her wigs. She showed me, like, classified photos. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So where does this story go? I don't even remember anything at this point in time. So if you're 35, you, to get a million dollars, you got to save $735 a month. Oh, assumption of 8% versus 10%. Watered-down capitalism versus socialism. That's where it was. So she came from a communist country. I know you're saying, Christ, it's not communist. Just go with it. Just pretend like it is and stop busting my 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 ball bearings. If you're 40, you need to save $1,100 a month. So there's a big difference between $735 a month and $1,100 a month. I know you're saying, I can't save $735 a month. Well, then you're probably not going to become a millionaire unless you have more saved under the age of 35. If you're willing to take on more risk, your investments would get that 10% return versus 8% return. At age 35, if you're willing to go for that, I'm not going to go with bonds, I'm just going to go with stocks angle. Instead of $735 a month, you only need $506 a month. So understand that risk is something you could take on when you're younger. It's something you want to avoid as you get older. I could actually make a case if you buy me uno, dos, cuatro, tres. Uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro. I don't even know how that. I can't even count in in Mexican beer language. If you were to buy me many cervezas, muy grande cervezas, muy grande plátano cervezas. <clears throat> I could say to you, you know what? You may want to skip bonds at your young age. Keep in mind that investment costs are, are need to be factored in. 
if you get an eight percent return, you're paying a mutual fund five percent. You didn't get an eight percent return. So save your money in a 401k, a 403b, a 457, because you don't pay federal taxes on them. If your company offers it to you, kiss your general manager today. In a shockingly new holiday, today, Friday, May 3rd, is kiss your general manager on the lips day. And I'm talking about going all in, you know? Not a little peck. See if you can't get some stomach acid on the tip of your tongue. So kiss your general manager. Why? Because the 401k, the 403b, the 457, because you're employed, is a great way to save money for retirement. You're not paying federal income taxes on it. And thus was created kiss your general manager day. Not paying federal taxes? Are you kidding me? It's the biggest no-brainer of all time. You'll kick yourself in the head if you don't pay federal income taxes. So if you max out your contributions to your retirement plan, typically 17,500 doleros, unless you're over the age of 50, and here's one of the benefits of being over the age of 50, you can now put in $23,000. Why not make that unlimited? I've never understood why the government caps that. If people want to save for their own retirement, you know why the government doesn't want to do that? Because you're not paying federal taxes on it is why. Damn you people who look after themselves, politicians. Some companies even offer a Roth IRA, Roth 401k, which you can pay taxes, invest now, grow tax-deferred, and later come out tax-free. So that seven-figure mark is a milestone. Ladies, I'm going to go on the big tour this summer with a guy who kind of looks like Lance Bass from the... No. And the rapper kind of looks like... uh, So I'm going to go on a big tour this year, and I'm going to be part of the Millionaire Tour. Because seven figures makes me cool. But keep in mind that seven figures isn't seven figures. If you want inflation and tax-adjusted balance of $1 million by 65, you need to save $2,600 a month at age 35. So a million dollars really isn't a million dollars because 25 years from now, it's not going to be worth a million dollars. That's weird, right? Money doubles every 7.2 years, but the cost of money... It's cut in half every 15 years. And you're like, whoa, dude, I need to go smoke some something, tobacco. Because that's a weird concept. So you probably need to save more than a million dollars. Because when I was a kid, a million dollars was a big amount of money. Just like in the Austin Powers movie where he comes out of his deep freeze from the 60s and he demands a million dollars from the government. And the government laughs at him like, that's not enough money to demand. You've clearly been frozen cryogenically and don't have a concept of money because you would want a billion dollars. Okay, fantastic video bomb. Video bombing and photo bombing is becoming more and more popular. And I kind of dig it because it shows you how ridiculous the medium can be. I was left off FHM's sexiest woman on the planet. 
You know, one of these days, I'll be in People Magazine's Most Beautiful. But it's not right now. You're listening to me, Robert Black. Robert Francis. Find me at online at robblack.com. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Welcome back in. Rob Black and Your Money. I'm Rob Black. Talk about things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money. Investing. Markets. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. I'm not a big fan of power poses. I'm not a big fan of... Well, I'm just not a big fan of being a big fan of... become a better investor, I think it takes a little bit of time, a little bit of patience. It needs to break away from the 9 to 5 mindset. I see way too many people. I see way too many people try to be right in this game. I see way too many people worry about I have to figure out the stock market and the secrets behind it. The secrets behind Wall Street. It's silly. I think you need to get promoted in life more so than you need to figure out a code to crack Wall Street. I think you need to stop with your poor time management skills. I think as a young business traveler, I learned a lot about life. I used to do a nationwide radio show, and I traveled all the cities and little events here and there. I crashed many a wedding. I don't know why. I swallowed a fly. Perhaps I'll die. You know, per diem rates for business travelers, you get $160 of food, $240 of food, $2012 levels, $2013 levels, deducting an expense at tax time, traveling without your own Wi-Fi hotspot. You quickly learn, like, oh, don't put that on the Visa, put that on the Amex. You want a flexible itinerary or not? Some little things that you can learn about travel, you could absolutely 100% take over to investing. So, the only thing I really care about 
It's not Dow 14,000, 14,500, 5,000, 15,000. Gold, I don't really, no, I really don't care. What I care about is employment numbers in the United States. Okay. People without a college degree in the United States, they're making up the bulk of unemployment. People with a college degree, unemployment's not that problem, is not big of a problem. Unemployment rate for people with college degrees is about 4% in the United States. For those without, it's about 7.8%. It's a pretty big number. So jobs reports are pretty important to me. It's good, you know, when you see 165,000 jobs created, 140,000 was expected, unemployment rate drops from 7.6% to 7.5%. For me, perfect employment numbers are probably somewhere in the neighborhood of six. I know you're saying, but don't you want everyone to have a job? No. Because there has to be sexy people out there. And there has to be unsexy people. There has to be people with good teeth. There has to be people with bad teeth. In data, sometimes on a month-to-month basis, we see weakening, we see strengthening, and we're like, good, let's bid the market up or sell the market down on that news. People with jobs pay their bills, in theory. People with jobs got to get credit cards, and sometimes they pay those and sometimes they don't. But they contribute to the economy. Anytime I see employment numbers, I'm looking at um, how did the construction workers do? Because that might give me a tell that Home Depot, Lowe's, Williams-Sonoma, Wells Fargo might be doing well. How did the leisure and hospitality do? That tells me about Disney. That tells me about Southwest Airlines. That tells me about car rental companies. So you're always looking for it, and you, you have to always be putting one together with two. Like when you see an incredibly good-looking 33-year-old woman... You're like, why isn't she married? Like, you shouldn't go, wow, that's an incredibly good-looking 33-year-old woman who's single. You go, why isn't she married? She must have some baggage. Baggage. Her father was a goat that intimidated people. That doesn't even make sense. Have you watched TV recently? There's a Mountain Dew-loving goat who intimidates people. God, I wish my best friend was a goat. How great would that be to be at a bar and like, hey, can you go ram that guy off his bar stool for me? So there's a Mountain Dew goat, and you always have to try to put stuff together. Like, stop taking – if you're getting your investment advice, if you're getting your economic advice from MSNBC or Fox, I'm going to skewer you all. If you're getting someone else telling you the economy is good or bad, stop it. Start looking at the numbers yourself. Start coming up with your own opinion. Rush Limbaugh is going to skew things his direction so that it's entertaining. It's what his people want to hear. Do you think Rush Limbaugh is ever going to come out? And let's say, honestly, let's say Obama cures cancer. Don't you think Rush Limbaugh is going to come out and say something like he's putting the hospital industry out of business? Absolutely. 
And same thing goes the other way. Like uh, George Bush could have saved the Pope. I, that doesn't even make sense. But someone would have come out and said, like, he's trying to ruin organized religion. I hate people. Anyway, I would like an angry goat. So, as a friend. So, any of you know any angry goats who carry a chip on their shoulder? Who like to drink Mountain Dew? I need a Mountain Dew drinking buddy. Are you with me against me? Okay, I'm really going to focus in the next segment. I'm going to give you seven great stocks. I'm going to probably give you the biggest no-brainer of all time. I'm probably going to enlighten and thrill you. I'm probably going to run out of time this break to come up with great ways of saying I'm probably going to. Seriously, if I can't tease you in the next segment, I have the cure for cancer and seven stocks you want to buy. And there's no chance I'd give you either, but we'll stick with that. For now, throw back your money on the Wall Street Business. Listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM twelve twenty KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty to get your calls on the air. I don't know. Talking about money, talking about investing, you know, Reese Witherspoon was recently arrested for being involved in a drunk driving scenario where she basically lost her stuff and started berating the cop. Her husband's getting arrested for DUI, and all she had to do was be quiet. She pulls out the I'm pregnant line, which she wasn't. She pulled out you're harassing me as an American citizen line which is hilarious. And she pulled out the greatest line of all time. You're about to find out who I am. Her husband rightfully said to the cop, I'm sorry, I had nothing to do with that. You're about to find out who I am. Like, I want to use that line this weekend just as many times as possible, right? That's a great line. I'm not even sure why it's a great line. It's just a great line. Right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. That's the beauty of this show. Money, investing, and more. We could talk about great companies that you want to own, like Johnson & Johnson. You think Johnson & Johnson is going to go out of business in your lifetime? It's a pretty good question, right? It probably isn't going to go out of business in your lifetime. You want to find companies like that. 
And when they have particularly bad quarters, for whatever reason, you want to say, I'm interested in that. Why am I interested in that? You know, Starbucks. I'm not a big coffee guy. I'm not. But I can at least say Starbucks is intriguing, because I know most people are big coffee drinkers. I look at companies at one point in time... When I was growing up, there was a TV show called The Battle of the Network Stars. And it was ABC against CBS against NBC. And I don't even know. I can't even even fathom why this was a popular show for a season or two. And basically, they'd have, you know, the guy who played Grizzly Adams running an obstacle course against the guy who was the man from Atlantis. And like, I thought they were the same people. Patrick Duffy. Close enough. It doesn't matter. Dan Haggerty. I don't, I don't even know. It doesn't matter, right? What's my point? My point is you're out of line. You're out of order. I'm not out of order. So you've got to find concepts that work. And the Battle of Network Stars was a concept that worked for me as a child. ABC against CBS against NBC. And then my world got rocked. I know you're saying, how did it get rocked? Fox came along. It changed network TV. And in the 1970s, my family had cable TV because military basis, I don't know about the static environment. I don't know if it's about the military commitment that the people make, but they got some good perks. And one of them was cable TV. You know what cable TV was promised as? It was promised as you could throw away your antenna. The old antenna on the roof, which if you have an antenna on your roof right now, there's something really, really, really wrong with you. Like, you're that neighbor that no one likes. You've got halitosis, and it's bad. I don't even know what halitosis is. So some stocks that I would own forever, Johnson & Johnson. It's sell pharmaceuticals, medical devices, diagnostics. I don't think in my lifetime I'm going to get rocked by a the announcement that Johnson Johnson's biggest competitor is just taking over everything. They have some blockbuster drugs in there as well. Now, again, will they beat the Dow Jones Industrial Average? I don't know. They're part of it for sure. Stock that I would own forever, Coca-Cola or PepsiCo. I like PepsiCo, honestly, because as more and more states legalize marijuana, they're going to sell more Ruffles, Doritos, Cheetos, Tostitos. Lays. But then, again, I also like PepsiCo because as more people are poor in the world, especially the United States, they're going to eat more crap like Quaker oatmeal, which oatmeal is one of the healthiest foods you can have on the planet, but not instant. Instant, it's like frozen food. You can eat frozen broccoli. It's not nearly as good as you for you as broccoli. So, they also sell rice roni. Like, how from the ghetto do you have to be to buy rice roni? That's pretty ghetto. Just between you and me. But on top of it, Pepsi makes Pepsi, and people are still drinking soda the last time I checked. They also make a, they have a water company. They also have an orange juice company. So, again, a play on the legalization of marijuana... Ruffles, Doritos, Cheetos, Tostitos, PepsiCo.
But let's say you're like, I don't like them because they make sugary drinks that cause fat kids to get diabetes. You know what causes fat kids to get diabetes? Their mom and dad. They're like, my son has a hyperactive mouth gland. There's no such thing as a hyperactive mouth gland. I'm on to you, parent of fat kid. Okay, so let's say you don't like them because of Pepsi, right? Come up with a reason. How about Mondelez? Snack food company. Mondelez used to be another company by another name. I hate the name Mondelez. It sounds sophisticated. It's like Philip Morris once changed their name to Altria because it sounds sophisticated. Instead of changing the name to Cancer Sticks, they changed it to Altria. So Mondelez makes Cadbury Oreos, Ritz crackers. If you're blue and you feel like... Oh, Young Frankenstein, maybe the greatest scene in movie history, when the monster singing put on the Ritz. I think Young Frankenstein's aged pretty well. For a black and white film, oh, could have been shot in color. Again, I, Mel Brooks, I think, at his time was hilarious, but I don't think he's funny anymore. And You know that, that, that sad sense that you get sometimes watching interviews with ex-Hollywood people? Anytime I see Mel Brooks now interviewed, I'm like, eh, he's sad. Okay, do I think Target's going to go out of business? I do not. I would own that stock. Or Walmart. Are you going to make the most money ever? No. No. The low-profit business. But Target sells slightly higher quality merchandise than Walmart. And again, if you can tell the difference. Okay, okay, okay. So I once fell in love. She was 19 and a half. And she said, this weekend you want me to go to Target and get you some. I'm like, oh. You said you shopped at Target. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Give me my key. Bye-bye. So even though I won't shop at Target because it's beneath me, most people will. And I invest in what most people do. Roche Holdings, the biggest biotech firm in the world, they've got drugs that make me want to go smoke. How cool is that? Avastin, Herceptin, Rituxin. They've got a drug for herpes, which I think is an incredibly sexist name. It should be called hisbees. When guys have it, hisbees. When girls have it, herpes. Right? Right? Why are we knocking all women with a title of uh, venereal disease? Okay, so Roche is one of those companies that's not from the United States, and that's okay. They're Swiss, and I like the Swiss. I'm not sure why I like the Swiss, but I like the Swiss. So, fantastic drugs. They bought Genentech. Literally, a company that creates cures for cancer. Like, go smoke. Tell your kids they can smoke. Tell your kids they can drink and drive, because Google Cars is going to have them driving. If your kid's four, he's never going to learn how to drive. A Google Car is going to take him to and fro. So drinking and driving will become cool again. Like it was in the 1950s when Don Draper would be behind the wheel with a martini. I love old America. Some parts of old America we should keep 100%. Exxon Mobil's in, in, in my list of stocks I would own until the day I die. Or Chevron Texaco. And literally, it's, it's potato, 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 potato,
potato, potato. Even though America is discovering massive amounts of oil, like we've had it in our own backyard, we just have to destroy our environment to get it. Great news! It's a company that has bought back $100 billion of its own stock. That's like, I see a horsey. And by that, I'm talking like Sarah Jessica Parker. I'm like, I love you. She goes, I just bought back $100 billion of my own stock. I'm like, I love you even more. You had me at, I bought back $100 billion. Should I go get you some oats? See you soon, Sarah. Um, but to add to my list of stocks I would own till the day I die, Vanguard Dividend Growth Fund. It's the best dividend growth fund of all time. Very low turnover. It's averaged 10.2% each year for the last 10 years. Are you kidding me? Stocks I love and why? With Rob Black. Heavy thoughts. AM 1220. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW and iHeart Radio Station. As all children do. You live in the world of superheroes. And you idolize Superman, Batman. I wasn't like other kids. They idolized Star Wars or Star Trek. I liked Battlestar Galactica. And before that, I liked something from the BBC that was like, I don't know, it's tough to explain, but it was a, a, a base on the moon and, I don't know, and... I like Japanation before it was cool to like Japanation. There was a TV show called Star Blazers that I would get my butt home as fast as I could to watch. And it was fantastic because it was in true Japanation. You know, we must be strong and brave, our home, we've got to save, we must make, save the planet Earth. So they had to, like, they took this battleship into space and they had to get some planet and get a device to save our planet from being poisoned. And I just, I totally dug the show. And I never saw the last episode. I don't know if the Earth was saved or not, because I just, I can't commit that much. Anyway, I bring this up because in my head, I I thought differently as a kid than other kids did. And I think I've been rewarded for that as an investor. I didn't get freaked out. You know, my superhero as a kid was Overbite Man, which someday, somehow, some way, some shape, some form... It's going to be turned into a TV show. And you going to talk like that? And go like, what's wrong with you bad guys? And the bad guys won't take him seriously, but he'll have some sort of way of pulling it off. It's like the TV show The Greatest American Hero, where the guy gets this amazing suit with power, but there's no instruction book with it. That's so American, it's fantastic. Like, even bestowed with great gifts, we still need a manual. And what's beautiful about it is most Americans don't even read the manual, right? 
at one point in my college career, I was like, I'm going to become a technical writer, and I'm going to work for a company like Cisco, because I knew I wasn't smart enough to be a, an engineer. I didn't have the math skills. I was pretty good with a nunchuck, but not so good with an abacus. You know, and anyway, technical writing is actually a career, and it actually learning how to write manuals. Someone has to do it, right? Anyway, what's the point of this? You are rewarded for thinking differently on Wall Street. You're rewarded for thinking. Now, that doesn't mean that you're rewarded for thinking you're going to be right. You just got to stop doing things the wrong way. You know, in the last break, I told you the Vanguard Dividend Growth Fund, ticker symbol VD, IGX, it picks holdings from the NASDAQ Dividend Achievers List. Annual expenses are one quarter of 1%. Stock holds, the company holds stock typically for 11 years. So they let their winners win. In the world of stocks, you buy more of your winners when the market's down. In the world of mutual funds, you sell your winners when the market's up. And you buy more of your losers. Because you're, with mutual funds, you're betting more on a theme of capitalism. You're betting more on a theme of country. With individual stocks, you're saying, you know what? I go and target every weekend, and that place is like a bazaar. The bizarre bazaar, only on AMC. No, that chair's not coming anytime soon. Anyway, did y'all know that Game of Thrones ends with Rob Stark becoming the king? <laughs> Spoiler alert! No, I should have said that before I told you that Rob Stark's going to become the king. His brother's going to die. His mother's going to die. The little girl's going to go blind. Too much? Too much? Did I just save you, what, $300 a year on HBO? Thank you. You can thank me later. Please send written invitations to rob at robblack.com underscore backslash 1972 forward password. That's my, my, my email address. So there are some great stocks that you can own for a long time. There's some great mutual funds that you can own for a long time. Oftentimes I say things like, you do want to study Warren Buffett. One of his phrases, and it's a fantastic phrase, is that turnarounds suddenly turn. Whether it's a tech company or whether it's HP, that story is... It's tough to really, like, put a finger on and say, like, how can he be so right? But he is. Turn around, suddenly turn. So keep an eye on that. Try to understand the company you're investing in. The fact that people will be full of greed, fear or folly, it's predictable. The sequence that people are greedy, fearful, or, you know, folly, you can't predict. The market's been running higher, I think, based on a multiple expansion, based on a low cost of money. In the 1990s, I'd be like, there's this thing called the Internet. It's going to get big, and you're going to do a lot of shopping on it. That was the story then. In the 80s, it was retail and energy. So when a management 
with a reputation for brilliance tackles business with a reputation for bad economics, it usually the reputation of the business that remains intact is, is what the problem is. So I don't really like the guys who go after the low-cost retail dollar. Because even if you're brilliant, like Ron Johnson, who did the Apple stores with a high-end retailer, he jumps to J.C. Penney's and he's trying to solve the same kind of problems, but with a lower income of retailer. Rule number one, never lose money. Rule number two. Rule number three, retire wealthy. I'm Rob Black. Find me at robblack.com. It's a Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.